why we can't be faithful to God. Amen. But so many, we have to be reminded now, we told the Lord, Lord, I serve you the balance of my days. And a lot of things we don't forget that we said, amen, Lord, I'll be faithful to you until the day I die. Well, you don't drop off just because you're going through some hardship. You're going through hard trials and tribulations. Huh? That's when you press even harder. Huh? That's when you make a bigger effort to show God that you really do love him. Huh? Come on. Amen. We, we, we have so many excuses now of, of why we can't be faithful. Well, the crux of the matter is that we put in other things before God. It's called idolatry. Uh, we, we, we setting up other gods before him. Hell, come on, our affection has turned to another lover. Yeah. Uh, when we said we would love the Lord thy God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul. Yeah. Huh? What happened to that? Yeah. Uh, because the, the, it's getting down to the wire. Amen. If you look at where we are now in the church world, you have to come to the conclusion we are getting down to the wire. Yeah. Huh? There is so much that has happened within just 10 months of this year, huh? That has unfolded in the church world, in the spirit realm. It's so much that's happened in our nation. It's so much that has happened in our world. We just have to come to the conclusion Jesus Christ is coming back soon. Yes. Uh, Jesus said it best, uh, the, the times that we're in, the hearts of men are getting cold, uh, just, just cold, amen. We're dealing with a faithless, Jesus said, a faithless, perverse generation. He said, how long must I deal with you? How long shall I deal with your unbelief? We just, you know, come down to the fact where people just don't believe. We talked a good game, but when it got down to the nitty gritty, did you truly believe the word of God? Did you truly believe in the power of God? Did you truly believe that God could keep you in any circumstance? Well, if you truly believe that God is a keeper, as you say, that he can do anything for you but fail, then we should find ourselves pressing to the meeting place, the holy place. The Bible said when you see these signs coming, go to where? The holy place. And that's to the church. Yes. And so uh, we can't neglect coming to the house of God uh, because it's essential for our growth. Amen. As Deaconette described so beautifully uh, to be saved. Uh, you got to save yourself from this untoward generation. And one way that you save yourself is that you come to the place where God designated for his people to meet. You come and meet him. He ain't coming to your house to meet you. <laughs> you come to meet him. Woo, my God. Uh, even in the Old Testament when they had church, they didn't just start having church today. Oh, come on here. In the Old Testament when they were having church at the tabernacle, the priest had to enter in and come and meet God. God wasn't going out to their little tent out there, huh? Where they boo-boo was and it was all dirty and stinking. You come and wash yourself and you present yourself to God. Woo! And you present sacrifice to me how I want it, when I want it. Woo, my God. So we got to honor God. Uh, it should be a delight for us to come into the service of God. Uh, to honor him and to praise him and to show him how grateful we are and have an attitude of gratitude before him and a thanksgiving. We bring him a sacrifice of praise. We bring him ourself. We present our what? Bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our what? It's 
it's reasonable service. And you ain't doing that at home. <laughs> You're going to do that in the church. So we got to change our thinking in some areas and realize the importance of being in God's service. Amen. Because God demands service. He's not asking. He's not asking the church, will you please serve me? Huh? You going to serve the Lord thy God and him only, will you serve? Huh? Oh, my goodness. And so the book of Hebrews talking about by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise with thanksgiving to God continually. The priest had to make sure that the fire burned continually. Oh, they were dead as a doughnut. Dead. <laughs> yes, continually you offer God something in his house. You don't stop offering God what he wants. Continually with the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You give thanks to God's name always, all the time. I don't care what's going on with you. You owe God thanks. And you owe him in his house. Uh, so it should be something that you want to do. Uh, God is not twisting arms and, you know, bouncing, begging you, please. Uh, it should be something that should be on the inside of your heart. Your heart got to be in it, saints. Your heart has to be in praise and worship. Your heart has to be in prayer. Your heart has to be in preaching and teaching. Your heart has to be in serving God. Uh, coming before his presence. Your heart got to be in whatever you do for God. God is tired of heartless service, uh, going through a routine. Uh, you really don't mean everything you say. You're just saying it so you'll sound good in front of people. God is tired uh, of the hearts of the people being so cold and heavy and dry. What's wrong, Zion? Uh, you don't pray like you used to pray. You don't preach like you used to preach. You don't teach like you used to teach. You don't sing like you used to sing. Oh, Zion, what's the matter with you now? Uh, because you are the people that God have chose for the world to see. The church is visible. Huh? It consists of all those calling on the name of Jesus. Uh, it consists of every nation, the people that is calling on God, that is serving God. Uh, um, come on here. And God uh, has commanded his people to get together and to organize themselves uh, into distinct visible communities uh, with constitutions, with laws, uh, uh, with officers and badges and ordinances and discipline. Uh, that is what God ordained from the beginning of time and he ain't stopped. It's still God's order. Somebody say order. It's God's order. It's for the purpose to make the church be visible. <laughs> the kingdom of God should be visible. <laughs> it's for the purpose of making known the gospel. If the church wasn't visible, how would the gospel spread? How would people see the good works of God? How would they see the power and the glory of God moving if the church was not visible? Oh, my God. You are what's making Jesus, Jesus look visible to the world. Huh? Well, that's why he said, don't you hide your light. Uh, your light is, uh, you're supposed to be a city set up on a hill. The light that cannot be hidden. So what we hiding for? Uh, ain't no shame in our game. Uh, we ain't ashamed of this gospel. Huh? Because it's the power of God. Uh, Unto salvation, uh, unto the Greek, uh, and uh, unto the Jews first, and then to the Greek. Yeah. 
So we ain't ashamed of what we doing. Um, because we believe uh, in the hope of this gospel. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, we believe in the foundation of Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. And the apostles' doctrine uh, and everything that the prophets spoke of. Uh, we believe it down to the saving of our soul. So we got to be hungry. And a lot of folk, you, you showing you ain't hungry. Because if you was hungry, honey, nobody could beat you getting here. Huh? If you was hungry, huh, you would be so hungry to get the scriptures and hear the word of God, the Bible studies, and the preaching and the teaching. Uh, you got to be hungry for this thing. Yeah. Hallelujah. He that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So you got to show some hunger. You got to show some enthusiasm. It was a time when the church was enthused about coming to the service of God. We were just so happy and we couldn't wait to get the service. Now we got to have a pep me up before we come to church. Huh? We got to have us a vitamin and some coffee. Uh, we we gotta, we gotta have some, you know, self talk before we come to serve. What's that about? But you say you love the Lord, but it's gotta be in your heart, saints. We ought to want to be in a place with like-minded people. We ought to want to be in a place uh, where the praises of God is going forth uh, and the testimonies are going up. Uh, oh, but the atmosphere is right for a move of God. Uh, we ought to want to be here. Uh, we ought to want to be connected uh, to one another. And the most is connected to God. Because I want a connection. Huh? And we're losing the connection, Elder. The connection that we once had with God. Uh, to before we even speak, uh, God would move. Uh, before we would even pray, uh, God would intervene. Uh, God would come uh, with an answer before the dilemma. We're losing the connection. Uh, oh my God uh, because our hearts are not in the right place uh, our hearts are far from God uh, oh we gotta ask God God uh, whatever it is created me a clean heart renew a right spirit within me huh I can't be worried about everybody else's spirit but my spirit God I want my spirit to be right oh yes uh, David said in the book of Psalms 27, the fourth verse, uh, one thing have I desired of the Lord. You got to desire to be in fellowship with the Lord. Huh? Above everything else, uh, everything else uh, going to have to wait. Uh, but my time that's set aside for God, uh, that's my first priority. That I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Woo! And for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his what? Pavilion. That's the church. In the secret of his Tabernacle. Huh? This is the tabernacle. Woo! Shall he hide me? He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle what? Sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So what did them scriptures just tell you? You gotta be in church. Come on here. Over in Psalms 26 verse 8. Lord I have loved the habitation of thy house in the place where thy honor dwelleth. This is where the honor dwelleth. Not in your shack, not in my shack, but this is where the honor 
God is. And we ought to be coming to get into the glory of God. To, uh, to get into the honor of God. To, oh yes, all that we going through and all that we up against and all that we face, honey. You need the power and the glory of God resting on your life. So this is where we come in his presence. And we experience his glory. Coming under his anointing. Uh, that's the difference. Uh, the anointing. Oh, when you get into an anointed service, uh, that's the time where you get on God's train. You don't just sit there like a bump on a pickle when the praises is going up and God is soaking up uh, the praises uh, and he's endorsing it with his anointing and his presence. Uh, you better catch a hold uh, to the train of God uh, and get what you need from God. Uh, that's the time uh, to pull on him. Uh, that's the time to get delivered, to get healed, to get set free, to get shackles broken off of your life. You need the glory in the presence of God. David said, in thy presence there is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. It's found in the house of God. Woo! There's so much beauty in the house of God. So much joy in his presence. He said, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. Where is his pasture at? It's in the church. <laughs> oh my God. Enter into his gates. And his courts. Where's the gates? Where's the courts? It's in the church. With thanksgiving and praise. We be thankful unto him. And we bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endure to all. But you don't experience that outside of the church. <laughs> oh, my God. Folks trying to experience all of that, Elder, outside of the church, and it don't work like that. It ain't happening. And that's why they miserable. Huh? Come on, miserable and wretched and blind. Huh? Because they trying to do it another way, and you got to do it God's way. No other way. Hebrews the 10th chapter told you not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the men of some is. Huh? But we got to exhort one another. You get exhorted here. <laughs> Exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. What day is he talking about? The great day of the Lord. We need to exhort one another to hang in there. To fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to God. Keep on pressing. No matter what you're going through, no God is with you. You got the victory. You're more than a conqueror. That's exhorting one another. Building one another up. I'm praying for you, my brother. I'm praying for you, my sister. We gonna make it. We just gotta hold on to our faith and not be shaken, not be so easily moved. Oh, not be so worried and fearful about what's going on because God didn't give us fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. We gotta exalt one another, and it happens here. It happened in the church. <laughs> Ooh. That's the only thing God accepted. Mm -hmm. Yes. So why we should want to grow? Because that's where you hear the anointed word of God. And the anointing is what destroys the yoke. Jesus said, I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Huh? The anointing is what makes it effective. The anointing is 
what reaches and what transforms and changes things. It's the anointing that destroys what? The yoke. You got to have an anointed preacher, anointed teacher. Huh? How? Uh, how, how knowledgeable they is in the books of theology. You got to be anointed by God. Huh? That means that God is endorsing you. That means he's shaking his salt on you. Huh? That means that he's pleased. Huh? No, it don't mean you're perfect. No, he know you ain't perfect. He know you got failures and faults. Huh? But the anointing hides all of that. The anointing covers that. The anointing is the difference. Uh, it was the difference with the prophets. Uh, it was the difference with the apostles. Uh, they had to have God's anointing. Uh, that means God stamped his approval on it. And they were able to change the world, uh, turn the world upside down. Uh, it was by the anointing uh, of the Holy Ghost. The anointing is the difference. How shall they preach unless he have a preacher? Huh? Ain't that what the book of Romans said? How can he preach except he be what? Said. Huh? God got to send the man or the woman. We got a whole bunch of folks that went, but God ain't sent. Huh. So we got to hear the word of God in the house of God. This is a place where we improve ourselves. Huh? We got to have self-improvement. God don't need no improvement because he perfect, but you ain't. <laughs> I ain't. Uh, far from it. Uh, this is a place where we come to get ourselves together. <laughs> you ain't getting yourself together at home, sitting at home. huh? You got to come to the meeting place. Shout the meeting place. The meeting yes. So that we can improve uh, our thinking. Uh, we can improve our spirit man. We can build ourselves up on what? Our most holy faith. This is where you get built up at. Huh? This is your gas station. Huh? Come on here. This is where you get recharged. Where you get refueled. Huh? When you have been drained and vexed all through the week long, you come here to the meeting place to get your recharge, to get your refuel. Come on here so you can be built up to go through another week. So we learn of God. How you going to learn of God if you don't hear the preaching and teach the word of God? You can read scriptures at home all day, but you need the anointed man and woman of God to be able to open up to you what you're reading. <laughs> because God gives them a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Come on, somebody. We got a whole bunch of scholars sitting at home on the internet. Huh? But God ain't open up their understanding. Unless God uncover, you won't discover. Let me be the first to tell you. Huh? And he's uncovering it to who? The man and the woman of God. <laughs> we got a whole bunch of folks uh, that's so studious now because now you can just Google anything. Huh? You, you can Google a degree. Just, just Google you want. Uh, you, you, you can go to the school at the gas station and get you a degree. Huh? Yeah, Google. Yeah, we Google everything now. We don't get in touch with God for nothing. We don't ask God nothing no more. We don't ask God his insight no more. We don't ask God for his understanding. Reveal. God, I need you to reveal it to me. Because if you don't reveal it, I don't know it. <laughs> the importance of church, saints, you, gotta, you really got to hone in on this thing because our time is winding up. You want to learn from God, you come to his meeting place and you learn. Huh? Because God's got a right now relevant word that is able to minister to you and what you're going through in your day-to-day -day life. You ain't going to get that sitting at home. <laughs> I don't care what you say. How you try to paint it up and pretty it up and doll it up. You was doing this and you was doing that. You ain't getting it there. It's going to be in the meeting place. <laughs> it's nothing like being in a live service, y'all. 
I done watched many a tapes of services. And I done saw how the saints were rejoicing and they were so elated and excited about the move of God in the service. It looked good, but guess what? I wasn't there. I didn't get the full effect of it because I wasn't present. There's a difference in being present in the move of God. You can't get that off a tape. There's only so much you can get off the tape. But to be in the live service, how was the anointing and the fire of God is moving in the house? It's nothing like it. We rely too much on media, on tapes. They have their place. But you need to press to be in a live service with God. Moses could tell us all about the mountain and the fire of God all day. We don't know nothing about it because we weren't present. <laughs> the man of God was present with God so that when he came down off the mountain, the glory of God was so radiant on him that the people saw him and they were free like Moses, cover yourself. There's a difference in being present with God. Woo! I can't get that off of Facebook, Elder. I can't get that off of Instagram, bro. I got to get that in the meeting place. In the presence of God. Everybody trying to duplicate the presence. You can't duplicate the presence of God. <laughs> oh, we got a bunch of imitators out there. Uh, making videos and putting them on social media, trying to imitate what's going on in the house of God. But the move of God can't be imitated. It's a real thing. And you got to be present in order to reap the benefit of it. It's only so much I'm going to get off the TV. My God. And what you get now off the TV is a bunch of junk. Because they ain't going to tell you the full adult unadulterated truth uh, like they used to do back in the day. You could at least get some bits and pieces of truth off the TV. But now, mm -mm. they done censored so much now. And the TV stations have full control of whoever come on the station. You can only talk about this and you can't go no further than that. Well, how is that helping the people? You're not spreading the truth then. Because the TV station doesn't censor the preacher. Woo! Huh? Come on here. Yes. Don't want the truth, the full truth, to get out. So this is the place where we learn of God. It's where you get strengthened in the inner man. To be able to follow God. Second Peter the second chapter verse 3 said. We got to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You do that by coming to church. That's where it starts. Huh? And then you live it. What you learned in here, when you leave out here, you live it day by day. Amen. I wanted to go to the book of Psalms 92. And verses 12 says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. That means that you're going to bear fruit. You're going to be spiritually vital. 
to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So it's in the house of God. It's in the courts of God. That's why you should want to attend church. Because there's so much that you need and that you get from coming to church. Psalms 52, verses 8. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it and I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. It's in the house of God. It's a good thing to be in the presence of God and with his saints. Huh. David said, I'd rather be in him. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Huh? I don't have to be up front. Just let me be a doorkeeper in the house of God. Then to be out there huddled up with a bunch of sinners. I'd rather be amongst the people of God. Amongst the people of like precious faith. I'd rather be with you any day. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians 4 and verses 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. But why did he do all that? It was for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, underline edifying, edifying of the body of Christ till we all Come in the unity, underline unity, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. You see, it's, it's all about you knowing him. <laughs> it's all about you knowing Jesus. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to what? Deceive. See, so you come to the house of God and you get taught the truth and you hear the truth and you open up and receive and eat truth, then less likely you're going to be deceived. You won't be tossed to and fro. Everything that come out, everything that come across the scene, you won't have to jump on board. Why? Because you'll be rooted and grounded in truth. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So we got to meet with the head of the church. <laughs> And this is the meeting place to meet with the head of the church. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on the tail end. I need to meet with the head. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do the captain of the ship got to say? Because, huh? <laughs> see, we all aboard on this Gentile ship, elder. And I need to know what the captain got to say. The one that's directing the boat. Uh, the one that's steering the boat. Uh, the one that's looking out for the boat. Uh, and everybody on the boat. Uh, I need to talk with the captain. Yeah. <laughs> captain Jesus. Yeah. Yes. We don't listen to uh, too many officers and not listening to the captain. <laughs> officers got their place, but I need to hear what Captain Jesus got to say. Yes, absolutely. We got to be in a growing environment. Uh, you need to grow. Uh, you shouldn't stay the same. From week to week, you should be growing. Uh, I don't care if it's a baby step. I don't care if it's a crawl. You should be growing. Yes, uh, you, your faith ought to grow. The more and more you walk with God, the more and more God show you, you should believe God even more, even more as you continue to travel with God and God continue to show you his strength and his might and his power. Your faith ought to be growing. You need to be in an environment.
environment and in a culture and an atmosphere where you can spiritually grow. You can't afford to stay a babe in Christ forever, honey. You're going to have to take some steps and walk. You're going to have to go to kindergarten and you're going to have to go to middle school. You're going to have to eventually go to high school and you're going to have to graduate with a diploma in holiness. Then you're going to have to go on to college and go on to perfection. Oh, come on here. You need to continually keep moving, thriving, passing, believing, and growing in God. You shouldn't be the same as you was last year. Matter of fact, you shouldn't be the same as you was last month. Why is you still the same? Why is you stuck in a rut in your thinking and your mentality? Your inner man ain't thriving, ain't thirsty, ain't hungry, ain't expecting nothing. You ought to have more and more expectation out of your God. You should be growing. And if you ain't, then you need to check yourself. That's your responsibility. Every individual saint got a responsibility. Huh? You got to save yourself. You got to check yourself. We want to put all the responsibility on the preacher and the pulpit. No, you're responsible for you. He's responsible for telling you what thus saith the Lord. Huh? And sowing and planting the word of God amongst the people and giving the instructions and righteousness to the people. But it's up to you whether you receive. It's up to you whether you obey. <laughs> it's up to you whether you live it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Baby, that's on you. That ain't predicated on the preacher. Come on, say it, come on. You got to walk up right. You got to do what's right in the eyesight of God. When the preacher ain't around, when you lead a church, when you ain't around here, that is your responsibility. In the corner, in the dark, when ain't nobody looking at you, when ain't nobody around, you still got a responsibility to keep yourself. You got to keep yourself on the job, in the break room, in the parking lot. You got to keep yourself. You got to grow. Everything ought not offend you. Huh? Why the saints walking in the spirit of offense so elder? I don't understand. Huh? It's getting too late in the evening, y'all. Huh? Old saints, you say it's getting late in the evening and the sun is going down. The sun is going down. <laughs> Whoa! My God, and the stars are shooting and they falling. Uh, my God, he got blood moons in the sky as a sign uh, to the Jewish nation. Uh, he's telling them I'm getting ready to return. Uh, Whoa, my God, it's getting too late in the evening to be acting a fool. The plagues and judgment is going through all around the world. It's getting late in the evening to be arguing and falling out. What you falling out for? You need to be falling in and getting a closer. Woo. This is a time for repentance. Huh? To clean our house. Uh, to clean up our walk before God. Woo. The time that we should be striving to be closer to God. And yet we're doing everything to stay farther and farther away. When we have the opportunity. Because we don't know what it's going to be like next year. If we make it out of 2020, we don't know all in all how 2021 going to turn out. We may not have the opportunity to have church as we know it. Y'all didn't see how that was disturbed this year? We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. 
That's why you got to take advantage of every opportunity you got with God. It's going to be so very crucial for the end time church. Honey, if you're hanging on by thread, you better hold on to that thread. Honey, you better hold on to that thread and you better swing on that thread. Huh? Till you can get some solid footing and ground with God. Don't you let go whatever you do. There's a time for you to pull on God. Because you don't realize how close he is from turning away from the Gentile church. And when he do, when he turned to the nation of Israel, this is a time that the Gentiles should be pulling on God like nobody's business, yet finding every excuse to come up missing, not to be faithful. This ain't the time for your excuses. But God is requiring every man to be found faithful. Come on. Come on, Elder. What if he came completely silent when coronavirus hit the nation and didn't say nothing and do nothing for the saints to cover the saints? What the, what, what? We wouldn't be standing. We wouldn't have a leg to stand on if God acted like we do. Huh? So sometime, huh? We up on the mountaintop one day. And we're down in the valley the next. We don't know where to find ourselves, do we? Huh? We put one foot in, and we take the other one out. We put the other foot in, and we shake it all about. We play hokey pokey in this thing. And don't realize the damage you're doing to your own soul. Oh, my God. And the thing is, Elder, is once we lose track with God, it's so hard to get back on with God. Y'all don't realize the crucialness. Don't get off. Whatever it takes, whatever I'm pleading with you, do not get off with God. Stay on with God. That's if you get back on. And some of them couldn't get back on. It's a danger in playing church, y'all. And some of them play church too long. And God done gave them over, huh, to a reprobate. Ain't that what the book of Romans say? They knew him as God, but they were not thankful, huh? They didn't respect and reverence him as God. They played with church, huh? Treated church like it was a club. Hmm? Plan with God's word. Plan. Huh? Right, wrong, and wrong, right. Taking advantage of the peoples of God. Huh? But God is not to be mocked. Whatsoever a man wants, so that shall he also and what you see now is a whole lot of <laughs> You take God for a fool if you want to, but he ain't a fool for nobody. You can fool folk, but you ain't fooling God. You ain't going to fool God. You can hide behind your title. You can hide behind the pulpit. You can hide in the pew. You can hide in the back. Uh, you can throw your rocks and hide your hand. But payday is coming. And the Bible said whatever is right, he's going to pay. 
I got a payday, you got a payday. Everybody got a payday. So it's vital that you watch yourself. It's vital you watch what you sow. Because <laughs> what you put out. <laughs> You want God to show up for you, then you show up. You want God to be faithful through the hard time, then you be faithful through hard time. You show God something. Saints, it's so crucial. It's so crucial. When folks should be coming out of the streets into the house of God, going through wars in the streets of America like we've never seen, going through all this with the coronavirus, over 200,000 something people done died and continually dying every day. 60,000 plus people being diagnosed a day with coronavirus, yet they refuse to acknowledge God, refuse to come to the house of God, refuse to serve him. What is going on? Crime like we never seen it. People just evil, just cold. Killing children like nothing. All the destruction that's in the world. From fires to hurricanes, back to back, back to back. Don't even have time to recover from the last one. And you don't think your time is winding up? You better shake yourself like never before and get yourself in the holy place. Oh, God. We should not want to pray. We need to pray. <laughs> we got a whole lot to pray for. We need to meet with Lord, with the Lord. To be like the prophet. Let's, let's reason together. <laughs> Woo! My God. And I'm here to tell you. God ain't doing no reasoning with y'all and me. He going to do what he want to do. You come before him and you make your request known. And he'll let you know whether he going to want it or not. You don't run God with your prayer. I'm here to tell you that now. <laughs> we don't got prayer mixed up. Uh, we think we're going to present to God uh, our request and everything we want. Uh, but some of the stuff we want is just downright foolish. If we ask according to his will. Am I in the book? <laughs> Then we will have that which we request if it's according to his will. So then it sounds like our prayer life needs to be centered around the will of God. <laughs> See, we got our will in there. We're trying to override what the will of God is. Instead of asking God, God, what is your will for this situation? Lord, I got my desire, and I told God in prayer, God, I got my desire for the election if I had it my way. <laughs> I know who I want there. I know who I would desire to be there. But God, ultimately, the heart of the king, according to the book of Proverbs, is in your hand. Whatever your will and your purpose and your plan is, God, let it be so. Even though I may not understand it, that may not be feeling. It ain't about me. It ain't about my feelings. It ain't about what you feeling. <laughs> because the sovereign God who rules and reigns in the affairs of men knows exactly what's needed and what he going to do. Yes. So we just pray, God, have your way. I don't know, God. Just have your way. Because all of them crooks at some point in time. Huh? All of them doing something dirty. Come on here. They got to lie to be in the position they're in. <laughs> so God, I don't know. You, you just have your way. I just hope and pray that the country can get back on track. Huh? And pray for whoever get in there. 
that they will rule the country with some wisdom and compassion and help get the country back unified, if it be possible, huh? that we can get some order. Yes, Elder. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Ain't no telling what we're going to see in the next 10 days. <laughs> you got to operate in faith. Honey, you better let your faith rise up to the mountaintop. You hear me? <laughs> you better get that faith out the trenches, out the gutter. You better let it rise on up. Because if you go by what you're going to see in this next month, honey, <laughs> you sure going to fall out. You got to walk by faith and not by That's right. And you got to come to church. <laughs> come on. The just man, it said that in a few scriptures, I think in the book of Habakkuk, and then it flipped over in the New Testament, I believe, in the book of Hebrews. The just shall live by his faith. That's how we operate. So if you need to turn off the TV a little more, turn it off. <laughs> you need to close all folks' opinions and all these voices, do what you got to do. Huh? You need to flip open the Bible a little bit more, listen to some more Bible on cassette or whatever on the phone. Do what you got to do. Podcasts, the tapes, do what you need to do to edify your faith because you're going to need it. Faith come by hearing by and where you, you get. why you need to be here. That's all I have. We'll take up our Sunday school offering. Our next Sunday school lesson is living a changed life. Amen. So since we come in the church that